Hello, product innovators. Today, we learn about direct-to-consumer hardware product selling from someone who worked for many years at Google on AdWords and is now leading a team at Meta Advertising. You're listening to the Product Startup Podcast, a show to learn from top leaders in product development, prototyping, manufacturing, product selling, and everything in between. Hosted by Kevin Macko, the leading expert on product development for physical product startups. Sponsored by PTC's two best-in-class 3D CAD product development software solutions, Onshape and Creo. And produced by Macko Design and Invent, the original firm providing world-class consumer product development services tailored specifically to startups, small manufacturers, and inventors. Welcome back, everyone. Today, I'm very excited to introduce Neha Bunsel to the show. Neha is project manager lead at Meta from Ads Manager Reporting. Before this, she spent five years with Google in a number of roles, including Google Analytics Manager and Head of Merchant Growth. She also invests in a number of startups. Today, Neha is going to share some valuable knowledge for inventors, startups, and small manufacturers on what direct-to-consumer digital marketing is, best practices for leveraging organic content prepared for ads, and how to maximize the efficiency and effectiveness of paid digital advertising for amplifying your new hardware product's growth. Now, on to the episode. Hi, Neha. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Kevin, for having me here. Well, we appreciate you jumping on the show today. Excited to talk about selling direct to customers for hardware products. So you've developed this great invention idea. Well, how do you actually get it to market? How do you advertise, get in front of the eyeballs of your prospective customers, and then convert those into sales? It's a big thing that's on the mind of hardware startups, obviously, is how do they sell and how do they sell more? Direct to consumer is a very important part of that because, of course, you get to capture all of your margin and you get quite valuable feedback from especially those early customers and even just simply getting access to them. So it's all a big deal. Now, you've worked both for Google Ads and now you're working at Meta on actually building the platforms that everybody should be using in any case, to sell direct consumer using digital advertising. So before we get into best practices, tips and tricks to selling direct to consumers, just give us a bit of a background of how you got to the success story that you are today. Absolutely. So Kevin, I have been building products for a decade now. I've always focused in the analytics space. And then I started with building beautiful, complex dashboards for C-suite and large banks. Wanted to do more and see what else is out there. So I went to pursue my MBA at Columbia. And that's when I learned about the digital marketing industry. It was growing back then. The problem that the digital marketing industry was solving was so complex, it seemed very attractive. Therefore, after MBA, I joined Google, where I built multiple digital marketing products, such as Google Analytics, Brandlift, Searchlift. And then I moved on the delivery side to work on B2B shopping ads. After five years at Google, very recently, I moved to Meta to lead the Meta Ads Manager platform. I have thoroughly enjoyed this experience a lot, and I found a value in sharing my learnings with the community, especially as I have seen both big, larger brands, as well as early stage brands trying to scale and I'm able to share learning similarities uh, between the two. And I hope your listeners enjoy that today. Such valuable insight from the inside, as well as the fact that you've done a lot of work with hardware startups and all kinds of different types of startups, both as an angel investor and a consultant. So you see how the systems work at the biggest advertising platforms in the world, but you also understand startups and their needs. So I'm really looking forward to the show today. To kick it off, let's just start big picture thinking what is direct-to-customer advertising through digital platforms? Absolutely. Before I start, I just want to do one mandatory disclaimer. Whatever I share is my personal opinion and does not represent Google, Meta, or any other entity that I'm working with or have worked with in the past. <laughs> yes, <All right>. of course. <laughs> okay, now you're all clear. 
So what is direct-to-customer advertising? The way I would define it, it's a marketing approach in which companies promote and sell their products or services directly to consumers, bypassing the traditional distribution channels and intermediaries like wholesalers, retailers, distributors, etc. So this allows the companies to establish a direct relationship, a connection with their target audiences. And it also allows them to preserve a lot of their margins. With the rise of the internet over the last two decades, this obviously has become huge mainstream. Companies like Google, Meta, Nextdoor, TikTok, all of them provide the tools and platforms to enable hardware founders reach their target audiences. Now, what I want to talk about today is, especially for hardware startups that are on a budget, how do they effectively get into the world of digital advertising and do it efficiently and effectively so they can learn how to get some early success and then figure out how to scale that success to sell to more and more people around the world? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll start off by saying that typically my advice to early stage companies is that focus on organic content until you have sold a certain number of units, like maybe 100 to 500, depending on the complexity of your product. This will help you be established that you have a product market fit. And once you have achieved PMF, that's when I would say go invest in ads. Now, how do you be efficient to drive scale? First of all, staying on trend, the cost of generating organic content has lowered significantly due to generative AI. For example, if I'm creating launching a book this fall, so I wanted to create a content calendar all I did was I just typed into chat GPT that create a daily content calendar from June 1 to November 15th for my Instagram that will promote a book for toddlers. And I literally got a daily level content calendar fitted out, right? And that's where I saved my marketing agency cost by at least 50% because now all I was paying for was creating some of the assets. So I highly encourage founders to go ahead and give a shot at the generative AI tools to drive to reduce the cost uh, for creating organic content. I also use these tools for writing my captions, for generating pictures and videos. If I'm generating pictures that do not use living things like people or animals, I think platforms like Stable Diffusion and DALI work really well. So now I'm using the agencies only for creating pictures which has humans in it, like a dad reading a book with a son. So I would use an agency or an illustrator for that. That's really good advice. And the beauty about organic content, especially as the early days of a hardware startup, is it's free and you can do it yourself and it can be authentic. People love authentic, natural content. So I know one of the major roadblocks or fears, especially from a new business person that's trying to get into the space of getting content out there is, well, what do I write and how do I craft it perfectly? Or maybe I don't have a marketing background, so I don't know what to write. Society, especially buyers, especially in new innovative products, they don't really care. If you're your authentic self and you're providing value to them with the product that you've created, you're either solving a pain point or creating an opportunity for those people, just talk about it. At first, you can just talk a little bit infrequently. And as you're running into content blocks, or if you really want to start packing the organic content calendar, as Nihon mentioning, you can now start to use these tools to really start amplifying the reach through much less expensive content, easier to create, faster, generative, all the sort of stuff that AI is helping build out so that you can almost become a content machine with very minimal resources. And that's how you can start selling products without even putting a dollar into advertising by accessing yeah. essentially the world market that people are looking for on SEO, looking to solve the problem or find the opportunity of the very thing your product is hopefully solving for them. Absolutely. And speaking of SEO, Google recently changed its ranking algorithms to include experience and expertise as a core factor for SEO ranking. So even there, 
another big lever to use is interview experts and experts in the area that your product is in and then post them and make them available online. So I've been doing the same for some of my products and working with some of the companies that I'm investing in to do these things. And we've again reduced the cost there significantly, right? You can automatically generate questions like what questions to ask an expert during the interview. And you will get a list of questions to ask that saves you a ton of time as you're preparing. And then you can obviously add your flavor and color to it. And then also another big lever to use is as you're writing blogs, blogs are still helpful, right? But their consumption style has evolved. You would still want to write content language blogs and then video blogs. And all of that can actually be generated these days. So I strongly recommend using the tools out there for generating ideas and then also for generating the actual content and then adding your layer of imagination to that. And you'll see, I'm not talking about ads yet, because I think there's a lot you could do before you start buying ads, right? My favorite thing is reviews. If you're a startup, reach out to all your customers, find out who is a fan and ask them, why did they buy your product? Tell their story in your network and on your social media. Get your employees and their families to share why they like being associated with your product and how they built it, etc. My favorite story is about the founder of Mixed Styles. Back early in the days, Ethan, he used to make videos with his family all the time and share those. And that really spoke to me. And I adopted Mixed Styles way early in its journey. Wow. That's all really great advice. And all this stuff is free. So now let's talk about it. If you've done the stuff that you can do to generate some early content, how do we start migrating that into paid content to really amplify the reach and the volume that we can scale to? Yes. So once you know that, yes, you have a product market fit, you want to start boosting the content that you have, I recommend going with experimentation. A lot of the customers that we talk to, we see that there's this default behavior of just running a certain type of ad format and staying put. The advice is run experiments, try multiple versions of the same ad. You could change the, the assets, the captions, the call to action, etc., and see how the behavior shifts. Also try different audiences for targeting and see which audience does what type of ad resonate the most with. All of these tools are actually available for free on most of the ads manager products that you would be buying ads from. So highly recommend using that. And again, I have to do the AI plug. Use AI to generate the alternate options for you, right? Because I understand that creating multiple options seems like a lot of work, but then you could just use the generative AI tools for generating the alternate options for A-B testing. And finally, when it comes to SEO, you could also use ChatGPT for suggesting keywords that you could run your search ads against. So there's lots and lots of use cases out there. Such a key word there is experimentation. And that really is the essence of digital advertising. Coming up with the most perfect ad up front is not actually how successful ads are run. Successful ads are run by trying a number of different ads that are believed may or may not work and then starting to A-B test against each other and then against new ads. So as you start finding your best performing ad, you start pumping those a little bit more. But then you want to continue to introduce new formats, new ideas, things that AI is giving you, things that your customers are giving you, feedback that's happening from any different stakeholder in the product development cycle or within your various stakeholders of your business. All of those people can give you ideas as to maybe where the next gold nugget is in terms of return on ad spend. And return on ad spend is really critical. Every dollar 
you put out, how many dollars of revenue do you get back? And the whole idea about ad spend is really looking to perpetually, A, be able to find that customer base and improve your return on ad spend. So as you spend a dollar and are getting $5, eventually as you get better, you get $10 and $20 and so on. So you get really efficient with your ads. And that is what you can then start scaling to get massive volume, knowing that the correlating revenue is going to come in because of the experiments you run and the fact that now you've got the confidence in your best performing ads. So given what we've talked about, let's jump into the weeds a bit. What are some of the technical details, some of the more advanced things that hardware startups especially need to know as they grow out their digital campaigns? Absolutely, Kevin. So let me try and pull some examples of things that large companies do really well, which has been successful for them. I would like to share that with our hardware startups that they could also follow. Uh, There are four things. First is customer segmentation. Large companies invest considerable resources in understanding the target audience. So my recommendation is that for startup founders, you have to spend time to understand what are your customers' needs, preferences, and pain points and then tailor your digital marketing strategies to those customer needs. Some vectors for doing customer segmentation are things like you could look at your spend profiles. What is the spend profile of the customer that you are targeting? What's the potential to spend? And then you could also build personas based on the job to be done or the skill level. So let me give you an example. Let's say your product is an electronic drill. Your personas could look like professionals in plumbing or carpentry who need high durable instruments. Or it could be DIY hobbyists who care more about price and efficiency. Or it could be companies that are buying these products, your products in bulk. So having that nuanced understanding that who are the different personas and then targeting your distribution channels and your marketing to that specific persona is always very effective. Because imagine showing an ad of a DIY hobbyist to a professional plumber. It's not going to stick. Next aspect is branding and positioning. So traditionally, it felt like you need a lot of money to build a brand. But now it's not true anymore. If you can tune in with your customers, the brand can be built through word of mouth. My two favorite stories are one is of Kevin Plank. He played college football and knew how much cotton shirts sucked while playing football. So he designed something that would absorb sweat and handed it over to his teammates. And then slowly the word spread out and then teams across the varsity started using it. And soon that company grew to become Under Armour, right? So word of mouth is so powerful. It it does its own magic without putting in too much effort. Another one is by Blake. So Blake saw difficulties faced by children with naked feet on a trip to Argentina. He decided to start Tom's as the vehicle for a shoe giving movement. So the company has grown on this charitable angle that for every shoe purchase, they will donate one. This has helped customers like me justify the massive pricing per shoe. It just makes me feel better that I'm actually donating a shoe as well. So having a story and having more clarity on what is the customer nerve you want to hit will help with driving brand popularity with less spend. Third is data-driven decision-making. Big companies rely heavily on data analytics to measure the effectiveness of their spend and looking at KPIs like traffic, conversion rate, customer engagement, et cetera. I highly encourage founders of startups as well to invest that time in looking at your numbers on a regular basis and identifying what are the core insights that can help you make the right decision for your customers. And the last part is influencer marketing. There are tons of stories of how influencer marketing is much cheaper than traditional forms of marketing and resonates much better with the customers these days. So for example, Blue Apron, they partner with food influencers to build brand trust and increase awareness. 
the first 100 readers to click on the blog links got two meals free from the brand, right? So just being creative on how can you actually drive customers to listen through the voice of influencers who are regular people, it's always more powerful. That's amazing advice. Four key points there that every hardware startup can implement into their plan for developing a product moving forward. So given your experience in building measurement products for advertisers, what advice would you give to founders here on getting high return on ad spend? We talked about return on ad spend earlier and how important it is to continue to improve that. So again, getting in the weeds here, what are some of the best practices you've seen from behind the scenes on how hardware startups can really nail return on ad spend? So there are a few things. First is if you have an e-commerce website or a physical shop, set up digital tracking early on. Every customer touch point should be recorded and stored in a secure database that you can easily query to pull out insights. Highly, highly important. I have seen customers scale really fast and in the journey not set up tracking that's required. And then at later stage, realize that that was not a great idea and spending thousands of dollars to fix the event tracking across their websites or for their offline conversions. So prioritize setting up tracking early on. Second is, we already talked about this, running A-B tests. So here's the advice I always give, I can underscore enough, is to run A-B tests for your website and your ads and then block time to identify the insights. You might feel like, oh, I need to hire an agency, spend a lot of money, but that's not really true. You could even hire a high school kid or your babysitter or someone who is just interested and curious to learn. And I know it works because I've been doing this myself and high schoolers love these internships. So you could just really lower your cost because it's not rocket science at the end of the day. If I had to tell you three things to look at and be mindful about, first would be campaign objectives. Be very mindful about the campaign objective that you select when you are setting up an ad such as brand awareness or reach or traffic or conversions, et cetera. Having that clarity is important so that you get the desired outcome. Second is audience targeting. So target the right audience for maximizing the effectiveness of your ads. Most products provide numerous targeting options, such as demographic filters, interests, behaviors, and you can also create custom audiences. By defining a specific target audience based on your product, you can increase, increase the likelihood of reaching the right people who are very likely to engage with your ads. And finally, ad performance analysis. So monitor and analyze the ad performance to optimize your campaigns. Pay attention to metrics like click-through rate, engagement rate, conversion rate, and return on ad spend and cost per actions. By regularly reviewing these metrics, you can identify what's working well and then make data-driven decisions to refine your ad targeting, creative elements, and overall strategy for better results. Yeah, this is amazing. So many pieces of actionable nuggets. I think this is one of those podcast episodes that if you're listening in on, go listen to it again at home when you're at your desk or your computer or whatever else. Take down some of these notes because these are the key elements, the primary structure pillars in order to have successful hardware product sales direct to consumer using digital marketing avenues. So Neha, thanks again for all your words of wisdom today. And I really appreciate you being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun, Kevin. Thanks. Look forward to talking again. Take care. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Product Startup Podcast. If you found some value in the show, please do us a huge favor and leave us a quick five-star review. If you have any questions, guest suggestions, or anything else, feel free to reach out to us anytime at our email, podcast at macodesign.com. That's podcast at macodesign.com. This show is hosted by Kevin Macko, North America's leading expert on product development for physical product startups. Huge thanks to our sponsors, PTC, and their two best-in-class 3D CAD product development software solutions, Onshape and Creo, and Macodesign design and invent the original firm providing world-class consumer product development services tailored specifically to startups small manufacturers and inventors thanks for joining and see you next time